Involuntary. Done contrary to or without choice. Immigrant. Definition 1. A person who immigrates. Definition 2. A plant or animal that becomes established where it was previously unknown. This is a story I got from my big cousin a long time ago, a long, long time ago. It's called a fly in the lake. Once upon a time, there was this fly. He was just buzzing over this fucking lake. There was a fish in the water. The fish said, hey, if that fly just dropped six inches, I'm going to jump up and I'm going to eat that motherfucker. On the side of the lake, there was a bear. He said, if that fly dropped six inches and that fish jump up and grab that fly, I'm going to grab that motherfucking fish and I'm going to eat that motherfucker. Up on the hill, there was a man. He was a hunter. He said, if that fly dropped six inches and that fish jump up and grab that fly and that bear grab that motherfucking fish to eat that motherfucker, I got a clear shot at him. Behind the hunter, there was a mouse. He said, if that fly dropped six inches and that fish jump up and eat that fly, that bear gonna grab that fish and eat that motherfucker. That hunter gonna have a clear shot, and when he take that shot, that sandwich gonna fall out his back pocket, and I'm gonna eat that motherfucker. Behind the mouse was a cat. The cat said, if that fly drops six inches, and that fish jump out that water to eat that fly, that bear gonna grab that fish and eat that motherfucker. And that's gonna give that hunter a clear shot. And when he take that shot, that sandwich gonna fall out his back pocket. I know that greedy ass mouse gonna go for that sandwich. And then I'm gonna pounce on that fucking mouse and I'm gonna eat that motherfucker. Long story short, the fly dropped six inches. The fish jumped up, ate the fly. The bear grabbed the motherfucking fish. Bow! The hunter take the shot. The sandwich fall out of his back pocket. The mouse jump on the sandwich. But when the cat went to pounce on that mouse, he stumbled and he rolled down that motherfucking hill and fell right in the lake. Moral of the story. Every time a fly drops six inches, some pussy bound to get wet. Welcome. You made it to season two. I know a lot of people who listened to me in the first season didn't live to see this. And I know there's some new babies born that'll also get a hold of this. With that being said, i like to say, again, welcome and off rip. I want to get this done off rip. I want to give a shout out to all my sponsors. Oh, I know season one, I know, I know, I know. I know. Man, you say no, no sponsors. But this time we got sponsors. i like to give a shout out to all my motherfucking sponsors. First sponsor, my motherfucking self. Second sponsor, the Mangaloids. You made the season two. We're going to get on some shit. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Hey, Santa Claus is a John. Your world leader is a bitch. The mother of the church selling pussy and the preacher keeping her rich. Thank you. I'm the motherfucker that say the shit your preacher's supposed to tell you. But he ain't got the guts to say it. And he don't want to lose your money. Your preacher's a drug dealer. You a crackhead. Mango don't charge you for game, even though the game should be sold. Not told. But here you go. Remember, I'm a philosopher, not an activist. Take that, take that. Mangaloid lives matter. That's how I'm living, that's how I'm coming. Yeah. All right? So, 
Whether you vote for Mango 24, 24. or you don't vote at all, uh, Mango will come through for you. Uh, he may not come when you uh, want, but he's uh, always on time. Hey, Again, thank y'all for making it to season two. Hopefully, everybody from season one made it here. Hopefully, we get new listeners. But this is the platform for the people of the world that we call Voluntary Immigrants. Adolf's community. This is for y'all. You are my sponsor. I got one mouth. You got two ears. You the value in this. Listen, bitch. So shout out to you. All right, so. You ever noticed, like, the way these politicians work? Right. It's always going to be like a majority versus majority. Right. Well, not always, but most of the time it's going to be a majority versus majority. When I say majority, I'm talking about like somebody from the white race or white class people. Right. Now, how this shit goes? I don't know if you notice this, but speaking on white issues, it's going to be one that's a favorite. Now, the one that's not the favorite to the white issues. He's going to be the loser of that argument. That's the one that always reaches out to the minority crowd. Right. And they reach out to the minority crowd and they do it for the leg up. They do it for the votes. They ain't talked to you the whole fucking time because they thought they might have had a shot to finally convince the other majority crowd. But when it's getting close, you're like, damn, they ain't getting that feedback. They're like, oh, man, the people ain't really fucking with me. So I'm going to reach out to these head counts. Yes, I said it, nigga. The minority people are head counts. So I'm going to reach out to them to boost my votes. Right. And it's pure connery. It's connery. They're going to say whatever is needed to be fucking said. They're going to talk to you for this amount of time. And I mean, you notice know we're like from election to election in the middle of that shit. They don't really talk to you like that. They don't. They don't really talk to you like that. But when it's time, like, to to try to win some shit, it's, oh, yeah, we've been watching this for the last couple of years. And, you know, we came up with a plan. That's why you ain't here from us. We've been coming up with a plan to help out. Oh, well, you've been talking to the majority. You've been talking to them. So you ain't coming up with a plan for them. So it's divide and conquer in a certain way. In other words, what I'm saying is it's pure Connery. Now, most of the time when a minority makes a political platform, right? The minority, one of us, they get up there and they got a political platform. They do the same exact shit a lot of times. The difference is, though, he not trying to please his peers. He trying to make new peers. You know, so... Because he looked like us, he might sound like us, or he or she looked like us, may sound like us. They're going to get on that platform and this and that, and they're going to rally for us. But really, they're trying to make new peers. They're trying to be looked at differently from these two other majority politicians all the time. They're trying to make new peers. Pure coonery. Pure coonery. So you really have to look at this shit from a 
political spectrum. And that's why I always say, like, niggas should not be involved in parties. Niggas should listen to the best deal that's coming. And, and, and listen to that deal and hold politicians accountable for those deals. And that's where niggas have failed. Because we, by our fake leaders, have been told which parties we need to jump aboard. We need to be on this party. We need to be that party. We need to do this. We need to do that. That's not how that shit should be going. Because the reason why a lot of times we losing as a minority is because all these other minorities, they not doing that shit. You can't say for a fact that the Asian population is going to vote one way. You can't say for a fact that the Hispanic population is going to vote one way. But when it comes to the niggas, you automatically assume niggas is going to vote Democratic. That's an issue. That's a fucking issue. Because we've been voting the same way for so many years. That's why I was like, when people talk about like Trump being racist and this and that, Trump says some shit and that kind of woke me up where he was like, y'all been voting for them for such and such. And I was like, damn, we sure enough have. And he said, y'all still got the worst schools. I said, damn, we sure enough do. He said, y'all got the worst neighborhoods. I said, damn, that's true too. And that's because we dedicate ourselves to the party. I'm not telling you. I am definitely not fucking telling you to dedicate yourself to the Republican Party. I am not telling you to dedicate yourself to the Democratic Party. I'm not telling you to leave the Democratic Party. I'm not telling you to leave the Republican Party. Whatever fucking party you may be in. I'm not telling you to do shit. I'm telling you this. Be free. Open your fucking mind. And on top of that, hold these motherfuckers accountable. If they're going to make you go vote for them, they, they want to use you as a fucking head count. Use them as a stepping stool. That's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you there's no politician fucking. There's no political party made for us. It is none. You could talk about the Democratic Party and the Republican Party switch. You know, I already know I don't believe in that shit. But what I am going to tell you is there's no party that was made for us. There was no party that these white boys got together and said, hey, let's make a party for the Negroes. It don't exist. You ain't going to find that shit nowhere in history where somebody said, hey, let's go make a party for the Negroes. Abraham Lincoln, quote unquote, freed the slaves. Right. But even them white boys didn't come together and say, Let's make this Republican Party for the Negroes. No, they had a whole different agenda. And we just so happened to be a part of a couple little moves they made. There is no political party in this country right now for the Negro. None. So with that being said, I'm telling you. First, you need to recognize the Connery and the Coonery. The Connery and the fucking Coonery. These majority politician versus majority politician, you should look for the fucking connery. But when one of the minority politicians step up, look for the coonery. And that's how that shit be. I might have ruffled some feathers on here. I might have hurt some feelings. But really, I'm trying to get you aware to divide and conquer. It's something called divide and fucking conquer. And the truth of it is, we got so many... Like it, right now, if you listen to me, are you 
Are you registered as a certain party affiliate? Are you? And and I'm going to tell you some true shit. A lot of black values is really conservative values, but the majority of black people don't vote conservative. And that's because we've been told not to. I don't believe in being connected to any kind of fucking ideology except for the the black negro involuntary immigrant descendant platform and that's just how a nigga feel because at the end of the day you have to hold politicians accountable and that's something we have never fucking done ever i seen ice cube with the help of claude anderson and some other i'm sorry with the help of dr claude anderson and some other great black thinkers, great American descendant of slave thinkers, come up with a plan. And he pushed the plan. And when I heard it, I was like, ooh, man, that's, that's fucking intelligent. And I was like, that's fucking genius. That's fucking, that's dope. And that shit will work, in my opinion. And when he pushed that to both party candidates, candidates, I'm sorry, in the middle of a campaign year, right? I watched them bash him, call him all types of Uncle Toms and all that shit. If you have the ability, look into the contract with Black America. And but when Q pushed that, you know, President Biden was like, yeah, we'll talk to you after the election. And Trump was like, come on, come talk to us now. And that was the worst thing that could happen to Ice Cube's platform, because right after that, it was like. Trump makes the platinum plan and oh oh uncle uncle uh, uncle Tom Cube and all this fucking stupid shit and this man did nothing but try to make a way for the people he tried to do something great for the people and they fucking destroyed well they tried to destroy that brother's character I don't think they can because I think Ice Cube's record speaks for itself as far as what he's done so. Look into that shit, what I'm telling you. And I really mean it. I'm not telling you what to do. I just recommend if you are dedicated to a party or you have your name on some party, cut that shit out. Stop being told who you need to vote for. Because, I mean, it's easy for me to say, if you don't listen to the Involuntary Immigrants Podcast, you ain't black. Your grandma listen. Does your grandmother listen to my podcast? So I just said that. Does that mean your grandma ain't black? Your grandma probably went through more shit than me for the black community. So if you see what I'm saying? So the shit ain't that shit ain't right. That shit ain't cool. And honestly, you may not realize it, but it's basically telling you that niggas can't think for themselves. When they force shit down our throat, niggas can't think for themselves. And you will come to realize that a lot of people who a lot of Ados people, a lot of Negroes that fucking, they do vote blue. That's because they don't feel like thinking for themselves. They just want to take what comes to them and run with it. Got some words of advice from a leader who by definition was great. If you want to shine like the sun... First, you must burn like it. And I'm going to assume by burn like it, he means you must have the
passion to burn like it. Your heart must burn like it if you want to shine like the sun. And I'm paraphrasing off of what he said. But to say that again, after all I said, if you want to shine like the sun, first, you must burn like it. Hey, man. Uh, this, must be, this must be you. Coach Chocolate Lover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my screen name, man. That's my screen name. That's what's up, brother. Yeah, man. But uh, I, I had a question, man. Uh, I seen breaking news yesterday. Talk to me. That uh, Ben Crump and Al Sharpton. Oh, my God. Representing a, <laughs> they're representing a white team. Who was killed by police? Mm. Uh, do you think this at all is going to affect the black community and uh, their encounters with the police? Or I mean, hopefully, hopefully, you say Bill Crump and Bill. Is it, who is it? Ben Carson and who? No, Ben. Ben, <laughs> ben Crump and Al Sharpton. Bill Crump and Al Sharpton. Okay, so this is going to affect the black community if they win. Because them niggas ain't win shit for niggas. <laughs> so, like, if they could pull up for the white boy and then pull out a W, oh, shit. Because they don't do shit for niggas. Like, they, they sell black bodies. I'm happy to see them selling a the white body. I mean, is the white boy still alive? No, no. Yeah, uh, he, he was killed. He was killed by the police. Yep. I mean, that might mm-hmm. that might open some ears to them because like, it's like, hey, yeah, we don't just fight for niggers. We fight for everybody who gets killed by the police. We're anti-police. <laughs> but, I mean, they didn't win for niggers. So, they, I mean, they, they probably got a better chance with yeah. with the white boy, you know. Do, so, do you think this will, this will help with white allies? Or what the fuck is that? that? That's what I've been reading <laughs> on Twitter. What the fuck is that? Like, What does that mean? It, I mean, listen, it's a right and there's a wrong. Uh, right is right it don't wrong nobody um ben crump was trash with niggas he probably gonna be trash with this white boy the only difference is a jury of whoever the fuck is being convicted um they might relate more it's it's like that fucking that one movie with um buddy from the commercials uh what the fuck is his name um what the fuck is that guy's name the one he driving in the car talking all fucking slow he had a movie and with Samuel Jackson. Uh-huh. And then at the end of the movie, he was describing all the shit that happened to Samuel Jackson's daughter. Where the KKK uh-huh. like grabbed her and beat her and hit her with cans and raped her and all oh, this that's shit. Right, that's right. And then at the end he was like, Now uh, imagine if she was white. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey, yeah. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey. So I mean that might pull that might pull one of those. That might pull one of those. I mean, you know, it, it you know, fuck it. <laughs> right. But Ben Crump don't yeah, want shit yeah. for niggas. <laughs> Every time a nigga, something happened to a nigga, you I see Ben you. Crump pop up. And yeah, to this yeah, day, motherfuckers sure. is still screaming, no justice, no peace. Hands up, don't shoot. I can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between Ben that, Crump and now, Black now, Lives I Matter. What, what's that? I say between Ben Crump and Black Lives Matter, they on every fucking scene. Mm-hmm. And the chants don't stop. Because they, that's where they, 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 in my opinion, that's where they make their money from. You wouldn't know these people if it wasn't for black bodies. They're like the slave yeah, masters. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got I got another question. While I, if you mind me getting another, go ahead, one. man. Give it to me, man. All 
right, man. I won't take up too much of your time. Ah, oh, man. So, hey, I got I one mouth. You got two ears, and we both got clocks. The world is ours. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Love it. Now, now, I don't know if you've been watching ESPN, but uh, uh, their, their poster boy, Stephen A. Smith, recently had to come out with an apology. I saw I saw a thumbnail uh, to, say he apologized, but I ain't, I ain't dig into it yet. Yeah. So that uh that that um I believe he's either I think he's 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 an Asian pitcher slash hitter and he's lighting up the MLB right now with how many home runs he's got. Uh and he's he Japanese people out and all that stuff. So I think yeah, it might be Japanese. Yeah, Japanese uh, people real big on name. Japanese people real big on baseball these days. Yeah, this guy's this guy's a uh this guy's like six five 235, like a huge, huge dude. And he's been just, he had a 530-foot homer or whatever and then played in the, the uh, home run derby. Oh, but anyway, shit. so Stephen A. just said that the guy may not be as marketable uh, here in the States because there's a big language barrier. He has an interpreter, doesn't know the language. Um, and that offended the Asian community. So, so he came out, gave a long apology on twitter and then today on first take he uh he gave uh you know spent about five minutes apologizing to the Asian that's community. it yeah, that's but he's a bitch uh, yeah you know he's he's espn's biggest personality yeah, he's, he's espn's biggest bitch too because when he yeah, criticized well, niggas yeah. he don't come back with no apology because well, it's, it's acceptable but he said something that's factual well, that's he said something that's factual. Uh-huh. I didn't see this yet, but going off of what you told me, there's a fucking language barrier. He may not be as marketable. He didn't say the motherfucker shit ain't gonna sell. You remember Jeremy Lin? Yep. Jeremy Lin yep. was Asian, and yep. he was doing the same shit that other fucking that, like fuck. Jeremy Lin was playing at the same time as Steph Curry. You mean to tell me Jeremy Lin was ever better than Steph fucking Curry? But nope. Jeremy not Lin's jersey sold nine out. Days. Yeah, nine days. And his nine jersey days fucking sold out the thing. fucking roof. So, with that being yep. said, Stephen A. made a good point. The language barrier would make him less marketable if that's how he said it. But he coming back to apologize yep. is what make him a bitch because you know he didn't he don't be apologizing to niggas when he when he go to talking his truth. It's this yeah, thing. That was another point on Twitter. He just said uh, he was when Team USA lost to the Nigerian team. He said. Uh, he was he was naming the Nigerian players and he was he was fucking up their names and just laughing at their names. So what? And, uh, went on about it. He never came back and apologized. So what? This n- nigga, we speak English. This is not our language. If the Nigerians were so <laughs> offended with us fucking up their names, then they probably should have fought harder for us. Fuck them. Yeah, no, I feel. I just feel like he. He apologized to the Asians, but he ain't apologized for the Nigerians. Yeah, no, he so ain't apologized. Yeah, you know, man, it's this thing. Where like, well, black people have to apologize to every fucking race. And if you talking some shit, like he didn't offend them, he didn't call it, he didn't like make fun of them, and then he said because this motherfucker got a language barrier, he's less marketable. That's the same shit. Yeah. I give you the same shit for boxers, right? Like if you suck at interviews and shit, and you a boxer, I mean, granted, you could knock a motherfucker out. I, take Floyd for instance, right? When Floyd was pretty boy, he wasn't making money. When Floyd vocabulary got him, he started talking that shit. He was able to present himself to the media. And that's when his market went up. Because 
in sports entertainment. It's entertainment. So it's only the market that boosts it. So if there's a fucking Japanese dude that can't speak English and he got a translator, that shit get annoying. Like, I'm a big boxing fan, and I'd be, I'd be watching boxing matches, and it'd be like a Mexican fighter, and they got a translator there. And the only thing I could think is, man, this translator making shit up. Every time I listen to an athlete with a translator and they'd be like, hey, so in the fifth round, you know, you caught him with a jab. How did, how did you feel when he reacted? And then they're going to start saying, saying all this shit. And it's like they put like a whole fucking paragraph together and the boxer might say like two words. And then the translator come back yeah. and spit a paragraph. Well, well, he said that it did it And it's like, man, come on, man, you making shit up. You know, like go. You think I'm yeah. bullshitting? Yeah. Go back and watch like great fights, like where it was like a a, a foreign fighter fighting on American soil with a translator. You, you a big big prime example is watch on Felix Trinidad. Watch Felix Trinidad, and like that's a fucking thing. Like these translators be like fans, so they be trying to answer for these motherfuckers too. So I mean, yeah, I think it's less marketable. I think it's less marketable now. Gotcha. Him apologizing, he a whole bitch. <laughs> I ain't apologizing for yeah, shit. Man. Like, who, who did he apologize to? Did he apologize to the Asian community or did he apologize to the to the athlete? Yep. The Asian community? No, he apologized. Well, it was the uh, Asian community because I guess they spoke out about it. So, okay. So, here here's some shit, right? Here's some real shit. To get a citizenship in America, you got to pass, you know, the test and all that shit. And that requires fucking English from last I checked. Mm-hmm. So he offended a bunch of people in America that, that may feel some type of way. But he was speaking on someone who's in America that doesn't speak English. Right. Yep. And he needs a translator. He might speak English barely, but too many words fuck him up. So he has a translator. You know what I mean? Too many English words fuck him up. You in America. Yeah. Uh, American, uh, you talking about baseball. That's the, baseball is the last of the redneck sports left. Like, imagine you a Ku Klux Klan member, right? And you sitting at home on your mm-hmm. couch with your boy that you want to raise with pride. White Ku Klux Klan pride. What sport can you watch where you can root for, <laughs> for the least amount of niggas? And baseball is that sport. Like, granted, baseball got a lot of Spanish yeah. people, a lot of Asian people, a lot of this and that. But it ain't football because the most exciting players in football is niggas. The most exciting players in basketball is niggas. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can't even root gymnastics no more because Simone Biles is a nigga. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, the only sport left that you can really root for is baseball. I had an argument with somebody the other day because it was like, a, baseball is America's sport. Man, football is America's sport. Everybody around the world play baseball. You ain't never seen no Super Bowl happen yeah. in Europe. Nope. In Japan, baseball is huge, you know? Uh, so, I mean, baseball is all over the place, but football is America's thing right there. And you can't watch football on no level. Without seeing, you know, them niggas. So imagine being a clans member with your boy. Like, we're superior. We're great. <laughs> we're da-da-da. But we watching Alabama roll tide. Boy, I love that Najee Harris, boy. But daddy, you said niggers ain't. 
but Najee's all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, fucking, yeah. you, you can't, it's no sports. And I think the thing with racism in sports is like racism can't really exist in sports. That's the one great thing, especially like football. Because, I mean, football, you have all different types of players and, and whatnot. And football is a team effort, right? But I don't I don't really think Stephen A said nothing wrong. I'm more more mad at a nigga for apologizing. Because it's back to a level of fairness. Like why he don't apologize to niggas when he be talking shit. He done said plenty of shit to offend mm-hmm. different niggas. Yeah. You know what I'm I mean? Yeah. So you know, that's 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 that one. What else you got for me, man? Man, what else is on the list? Oh shit! You got a list. God damn, I'm ready. I'm on. I'm Man, on fucking aviation it's been gen. It's been away since since the last uh, since June. Oh. Yeah, motherfuckers thought I was slipping, man. They ain't, ain't slipping, man. Just mingle. Listen, <laughs> listen, man. <laughs> mingle came with that setback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking at ESPN, you know that they had their reporter, um, Rachel Nichols. And, um, that's the white. That's the white chick. They got mad, it. right? Yep. She's uh, kind of stressed out, having to having to talk about Black Lives Matter and then uh, all the other things that include people of color. Uh, this year, it was exhausting for her, apparently. Um, you know, but they took her off the the finals. Um, she was supposed to be doing interviews during the final, like she always does. They took her off and. Uh, Replaced her with a black lady. So, Rachel Nichols. Yeah, they took her off the basketball finals. Oh well, give her baseball. Fuck it. You got Stephen A. Smith apologizing. <laughs> Go ahead, get that bitch baseball finals. Mm-hmm. See how many people look at her. Yeah. She she want to take her ass there. If if that shit was stressing her out, Black Lives Matter and all this shit. I, you know, I don't even fuck with Black Lives Matter. But if a lot of that shit was stressing mm-hmm. her out, and they say, hey, let's put a black chick on the NBA finals, like you know, dominate basketball and just keep that shit a buck. So, yeah, whatever. And to be honest with you, um, the black girl's more entertaining to me. I think she looks better. Mm-hmm. And in the middle of all that shit, if I gotta look at a bitch, I'd rather be looking at her. Just to be, you know, straight up. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. So I, hear you on I don't that. mean to call her a bitch, but this ain't my language. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck yeah. it. Let's see. I, I know I had uh oh I had something else, man. Do you do you uh do you answer questions on, on Listen man, I answer all types of questions. Listen, I'm on aviation gen, so if you throw a question, you gotta be ready for the answer. Hey, hey. <laughs> I appreciate it. Alright, man, so so uh I was having a talk with one of my boys, all right? All right. And uh, we both have uh, daughters, okay? Mm-hmm. And uh, his idea is he's going to send his daughter to a private school, and uh, he's going to kind of shelter. I told him I'd probably be more t- towards either – my daughter going to a public school, or I'll just homeschool. Because I, I uh, used to coach at a private school, as you know, and um, 
it's uh it's not the environment that you that you think it is. You think you're sheltering your kids and some of the worst stuff even happens at private schools. So I mean what's so, your take on that? So listen, I'm not one to tell people what to do with their children. But I would agree with your homeboy more as far as Okay. Sending them to a private school, and I'll tell you why. The girls in public schools and girls in private schools, if they whores, they get tossed up the same. Um, would you rather your, your daughter get tossed up by a nigga that, you know, was probably in poverty or by some nigga who family is secured in financials? So... Yeah. Like, yeah, like if the motherfucker's in a private school, if you like, chances are so it, as much fucking shit as you've seen in private schools, right? With girls being whores, mm-hmm. think about the girls you've seen in private school that ain't whores. Same thing as in public school, yeah. Or there's girls in public schools that's whores, and then there's girls in public schools that ain't with that shit. You don't know what route sure. your your baby girl is gonna take when she grows up. You know, when when the pussy gets to jumping, it gets to jumping. You was a teenage boy once. You you know, it's some it's some women that some girls that most of the time it's girls that don't have fathers in their life. So you probably be fine anyway if you're in your daughter's life. But chances are, girls get curious. So even even if you're a good dad, a lot of girls get curious. They might try to be rebellious, right? And what it comes down to is, do you want her getting tossed up by Anquan, Daquan, and Rashad? Or by Brantley, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's what it comes down to. You know what I mean? So, and you have to go into these decisions based on like, man, fuck, like, damn. If she do decide to be a hoe, you know how many how many private school girls you know name in the streets, and private school pussy when you in high school seemed to be worth more than public school pussy. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> just to keep that shit real, man, like, private school pussy when you in high school is like, you know, like, shit, I'm going to go fuck this bitch when I get out of fucking fifth period. I'm going to sneak over there. Where her daddy live? Well, her daddy live in this fucking suburb. You know, her parents live in the suburbs. I'm going to go to the suburb and fuck the shit out of this fucking pink pussy bitch versus... Hey, um, after school, this bitch daddy, he in prison and mama sell pussy. So she got the house to herself. So I'm going to go fuck the shit out of this bitch. And nobody going to be home. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, and, and that's really the difference between a boy's mentality between private school and public school pussy. So imagine the girl's mentality when she's in private school versus public yeah. school. Personally. I would send my girls to private school. And the reason why is because I really believe in the stereotype that niggas got bigger dicks anyway. So um, (laughs) if she did decide to be a whore, I prefer her to be getting fucked by some little fucking white dude that fucked like a rabbit with a two-inch dick. And it ain't going to fuck up her chances for happiness when she turned 20. Because she fucking fucking get railed out by the fucking... D1 football team and all them niggas go on to be D1 athletes for fucking Alabama, UF and all these other shits. I'd rather her get, you know, fucked by some dude who's going to become a banker at his dad's firm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, that's too real. That's too real. Now, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, 
none of y'all daughters choose that and they, they go on a straight and narrow path to success and they don't start fucking till they're 22. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I wish that the best for every man with a daughter, especially black men with daughters. But a lot of times that shit don't, it don't turn out like that because these girls got to make decisions on their own, you know? These girls got to make decisions of their own. Then, you know, the rap videos and all that shit. The rap culture don't help us. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, Wet Ass Pussy came out last year, and y'all niggas seem like y'all have young young kids. Like, good thing that shit didn't come out when they were 16, right? Right, damn right. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they lose the power of influence. I remember shit from influence from rap music is big. I remember fucking 50 Cent came out. I had a do rag and a fitted on. That's right. That's right, man. G Unit. And I had G Unit shirt, dicky pants. Yeah. Nigga was stuttering every G that came to mind <laughs> and put this shit in good g- 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 gorilla glue. Fucking <laughs> every yeah, every fucking yeah. like, come on, man. So imagine that with wet ass pussy. Wet ass pussy. Yeah. For sure. Well, I, I tell you I, what, man. I, I, I'm gonna ask you a question. How many bitches you think got pregnant this year oh. alone? Oh no, this year and last year alone What's during up? COVID. How many? How many young bitches you think got pregnant this year and last year alone off listening to wet ass pussy? Man, a million. Uh, p- probably a fucking million. And the truth is, they probably didn't even have wet ass pussy. Yeah, they just listened <laughs> to that song, man. Just pissing That's on themselves. Talking about this wet. That's piss, bitch. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, but hey, I tell you what, man, I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, I'm going to go jot down some other questions and hopefully I get back on before the next episode, man. Hey, man, the line's and, uh, always open for the Mangaloids. <laughs> yeah, sir, be easy. All right, brother, you be safe out there. Involuntary. Done contrary to or without choice. Immigrant. Definition one. A person who immigrates. Definition two. A plant or animal that becomes established where it was previously unknown. One of the things that hurt the fucking shit out of my nerves. You motherfuckers say this quote right here. Only God can judge me. Only God can judge me. I would this motherfucker tat that shit on him, bro. I fucking that's the quote. I hate that fucking quote. Like one of the best things I heard, like when Fifty Cent say, "I don't say only God could judge me because I see shit clear." Quick, these crackers give my black ass a hundred years. Like that whole quote, like only God can judge me. Like no, anybody, everybody can judge you. Everybody, any motherfucker. If you seven foot tall, a two foot five midget can judge you. They can judge you. Only thing is, do you accept the authority? That's the thing. So, like, most of the time, motherfuckers say that shit. They got some kind of demon they fighting. I come to notice. Like, I see a lot of women say, only God can judge me. Okay, y'all, so I sold pussy. But, bitch, you can't talk about me selling pussy because only God can judge me. And so, most of the time, that's what you see. You know what I mean? And it's somebody trying to ease their soul from their demons. Right? 
And that goes into what I, I, I put next to that quote. Most of the time, people who, who are like on that only God can judge me shit is they're looking at it from perspective because they give authority to somebody who's really judging them. Like, if you don't acknowledge a motherfucker judging you, then you don't acknowledge it. You have to somewhat acknowledge a motherfucker judging you to say, I'm not listening to you because only God can judge me. You have to hear them judging you. And that shit sits on you. You could play it like, you know, you could play that shit off. But at the end of the day, that's going to fuck with your soul at some point. It may not be the utmost thing that fucks with your spirit, but at some little inch of you, it's going to bother you. And only people who, like, everybody can judge you, but it's all about who do you give authority to to judge you. And most of the time, the people you give authority to to judge you is somebody that has some aspect of authority that you look at. Like, like you have some form of respect for them or you have some, some form of awe for them. A lot of times, you could play like you don't. It could be somebody who, the whole streets might think you don't fuck with this nigga. Like they, they probably think, oh, you just hate this nigga. But deep down, you like it's somebody that that nigga, what he doing, or that bitch, what she doing to fucking make you be like, yeah, I'm gonna play like I hate, but I, deep down, I really love what they're doing. They're awesome. I wish I can be awesome. And so a lot of times, that's what that only God can judge me shit is. And you don't really want to take criticism. Is another factor of it. Well, a lot of times criticism can help you, right? Criticism can help you. Criticism to me, motherfuckers can be criticism all the time. You can't say that, mango. You can't da da da. I never say God can't. Only God can judge me. But like, I, I listen to all criticism. You know, I because I think criticism is how we grow. Criticism is how we get wisdom. You know, I mean, sometimes motherfuckers just be hating like a bitch, right? And like, they be saying shit that don't make sense. But I even listen to that. You know what I mean? I listen to all forms of criticism. That's why I'm always like, yo, call in. Send me messages. Send me this and that. Because I don't got all the motherfucking answers. I don't. And I ain't never had a conversation with God. Some of y'all motherfuckers be talking about, y'all talk to God every night. Yeah, I talk to God every night. That's another thing because he's going to say. Yeah, at night I talk to God, but he don't say nothing back. I'm not no fucking... I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm so special that God talked to me. Me and him have full on conversations because I'm shitting on you then because you probably ain't having no conversation with God. The truth of the matter is I have no conversation with God. I get some, you know, I get some blessings. I feel like it's sent from God and that might cause me some wisdom and this and that. But I ain't, I ain't going to be like, man, yeah, man, last night, but let me tell you what happened, man. I got me some pussy. And then I was chilling on the couch, man. God hit me up on the phone, bro. He said, Mango, what you doing? I said, no, you count people. Like, no, that shit ain't going like that. I ain't never had no conversation with God. And I ain't mad at God for that because I feel like I'm a lower beam to, uh, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm a lower being to the supreme creator. So, I ain't one of them niggas that be like, God, you need to talk. You need to call me right now. You know, that's what bitches do. <laughs> I gave you the pussy after the club. And you ain't called me in a week, nigga. You need to call me now. I peed on a stick. It's positive. I ain't on none of that shit. What I'm on is this. 
That whole only God can judge me. Sure, God can judge me, but he ain't the only person who can judge you. Anybody can judge you. It's based on authority. And that's some real shit. So, you know, that being said, you have to really look at who is these people getting under your skin so much that you're giving authority to, to where you have to make that post. Because if you really felt like that, you would have just shut the fuck up anyway. Because you're saying that shit to basically say, stop judging me, please. Because I'm only going to listen to God. Please stop judging me. That's what it sounds like. That's what it looks like. That's what it sounds like. So, I mean, if anybody listening to me right now to have conversations with God, please hit me up. Hit me up because the world needs you. The world needs you. Because I personally feel like God don't owe nobody nothing. I used to say fucking gone, G-O-N, God owes nothing. I don't think God owes anybody anything. So, if you having full-on conversations with God... Hit me up. I would love to bring you on. I would love to bring you on. We could probably do a three-way. So I call this next one, Witness the Eradication of a Black Man's Seed. Now, if you're listening, I'm pretty sure if you're a mangaloid or you just listen to me, I'm pretty sure you know who Emmett Till is. If you don't, Emmett Till is a, he's deceased now, but he was a 14-year-old black kid. He was killed for whistling at a white woman back in the olden days. Um, he died in 1955, I believe it was. I remember it was August 28th, but I believe it was 1955 is when he died. And how did he die? As I said, he was accused of hitting on a white woman. And he was killed. The white woman's name was um, Carolyn Carolyn Bryant. Well, he was accused of hitting on Carolyn Bryant. And if you see her, this bitch was ugly. But, you know, niggas never get the benefit of the doubt with shit like that. Look at Deshaun Watson. But anyway, he was accused of hitting on Carolyn Bryant. Um, Her husband... Mr. Bryant or piece of shit Bryant, Roy Bryant, Roy Bryant and his brother killed his boy, 14 year old boy, beat him to death, shot him, let him sit in the river and he blew up like he, he bloated up and it was real bad. And his mother, instead of having a closed casket, she left the casket open so the world can see. And her words was, um, I want the world to see what they did to my baby. So that, that's the story of Emmett Till. Um, and I think it's funny because in the last 10 years, she retracted her statement and within the last 10 years, you know, we've had multiple black people get into shit with the law and I see black people weighing in on it, like taking the side, like it's becoming like, a. I don't want to say right and wrong, but it's an accuser versus accused and a lot of the feminist movement just takes the accuser side off rip. And I understand, I understand why I don't, I personally look at both sides. Um, cause I think everybody's innocent until proven guilty. And if it's a, he shit, he said, she said it's a 50, 50 turn up. So I don't really believe in pointing the finger to say who did what, but I see all these black people jumping on and they so passionate about they should not let Bill out. Like niggas I seen niggas mad as shit that Bill got out because of um 
how they handle his case. And like niggas was mad, like he shouldn't be free. He no 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 no. Same shit with R. Kelly, same shit all around the board. And I'm like, okay, y'all got that passion. Cool. But why is nobody really talking about Carolyn Bryant saying she lied and had this boy, this boy died because of her lies? And then you had her husband and, and his brother admit to killing him, like in interviews and shit. And they got off. Now with new evidence saying like she lied about the whole thing, shouldn't it be like retried? Like, shouldn't it, like, come on now. So where's this public opinion? To, to basically hang this bitch. She should be in jail right now. If you could pull up some shit from Bill Cosby from the 70s, you can go 20 years earlier and throw her ass in. But this goes this goes into what I was saying before. Like, people pick and choosing when they want to jump in a hot tub time machine and demonize somebody. But, even though this might be some new information to you, or you might know this, whatever it is, this is not the reason I'm here to talk to y'all today. So, I just learned some new information today. And as wild as the Emmett Till story is, the reason I call this witness the eradication of a black man's son is because of Lewis Till. So Emmett Till, his full name is Emmett Lewis Till. He had a father named Lewis Till. Now, Lewis Till only has one son that's Emmett Till. And we all know In 1955, his life was taken from him as a boy. He was murdered. But 10 years before that, Lewis Till lost his life. He lost his life. Um, He was in the army and he was accused of raping a white woman. And from what I read, he was hung by the neck until death. And they never told his wife. According to everything I read, they, they never told his wife what happened to him. They just said that he died with some kind of incident, this and that. The story didn't come out until his son got murdered and it became a political story. Um, One side was pushing it like his father was honorable and that's how they were selling it in the paper. And a lot of the other side was like, oh, he's a rapist. So his son probably had those rapey tendencies. No shit, man. Look this shit up. But yeah, Lewis Till, he was um he was hung by the neck and the time he was in jail, he was next to a fucking poet. Um I don't know the full name, but the poet's name was Israel. And Israel had some writings. Israel was was locked up for like working with Nazis or whatever, but Israel was next to Lewis Till and mentioned Lewis Till in the book that Israel was writing. And I think mentioned that he got hung today or something in the book. But yeah, that's Emmett Till's father. Ten years before. Exactly. Well, not exactly ten years, but it was July when Lewis Till was murdered. July of 1945. And Emmett got murdered in August of 1955. And... He only had one son. He only had one kid that I can I can see on record. So he gets murdered and 10 years later, what's left of him is murdered. And 
I always hear people say like, man, kids are expensive, bro. Kids are expensive. But see, and this is a big point. This is a big point of why you should never put your finances before your family. You should never do it because when you're gone, that's what's left of you. That's what's left of you. And this dude, his, his whole bloodline is basically stripped. It's gone. And it's similar circumstances. He's accused of raping a white woman and he's he's found guilty and killed. Whereas Emmett Till was accused of sexually harassing a white woman and getting murdered. And, and it's 10 years apart. It's just fucking crazy. It blew my fucking mind. I've never heard that story. I've been hearing the Emmett Till story since forever. I never heard the story of his father. In my mind, his father was there, you know, um, fighting for justice for his son. His father was <laughs> went through the same fucking justice uh, 10 years earlier. But, yeah, but back on the Carolyn Bryant, Roy Bryant, and fuck, what's the other guy named J.W. Millam? These motherfuckers should be retried. They should be retried and all this shit. And you you think about the shit, bro. They live. The, the the white bitch is still alive. She outlived Emmett Till's mom. But as far as I can see, this white bitch is still alive. And she told the thing. She told, yes, yeah, she, she was bullshitting. She was just bullshitting or whatever. It's not true. He didn't grab her and this and that. That's not true. I don't know if he whistled at her, but... At the end of the day, if he grabbed her, if he whistled at her, if he said, hey, you got some flat-ass pancakes back there, but I'll clap those cheeks, he still shouldn't have got killed at 14. Now, if they would have beat him up for being disrespectful, if he was disrespectful, that's different. But to beat him, shoot him, drown like, come on, man. He's a, he's a kid. He's a fucking kid. These were grown-ups. So, and they jumped him and did that. He couldn't even one-on-one with him. Sound like George Zimmerman. He couldn't even hang with the one-on-one. They jumped him. So, however you may feel about it, fuck it. This is what it is. But I just thought it was crazy, and I wanted to bring y'all um, the new shit I found about Lewis Till. And I hope y'all look that shit up, man.